0: Founderspace, Startup Supercharge. I'm Captain Hoff, CEO of Founderspace, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses.
1: Welcome back my great to wealth listeners. Today we have somebody with us uh, by the name Steve Hoffman. He is dialing uh, from Davis, California. It's an amazing human being, very successful and in a space that we actually have never brought a, a, a guest of that nature before. He is an author, international best-selling author. He is, um, he is an innovator himself. He helps innovators be successful, and his most recent book is called Surviving a Startup. Uh, we just thought that it would be interesting because I'm always interested in how people make a shift in their from their current mindset to the new mindset, right? And when you're a, when you're becoming a founder, either you became either you started your life as a founder, or you were working on a nine to five job, a traditional corporate job, and you were switching a job. Uh, or switching to, to become an entrepreneur, there is a mental barrier. There's a chasm that you have to cross. Um, and Steve, working with so many of the entrepreneurs, so many of the founders, thought it would be great to get him in here to start looking at a mindset of an entrepreneur and what it needs to be, and then draw parallels from there for anyone in any um, uh, phase of their life who's looking to migrate into a different type of a life. Steve, with that said, thank you again for joining the show. Appreciate it, buddy.
0: It's fantastic to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm always looking for. Uh, I have a deep connection with tech, as, as I was telling you. I was uh, at Airbnb for five years. I missed that vibe. I missed that uh, that rigor. I missed that creativity. Uh, not that it's not there, but it's just very concentrated in the valley, certainly uh, so in the heart of it. Steve, before we get into what you do and how you do it, and uh, what made you do it, we will always like to open the show as when you heard the word "migrate to wealth." What was going through your head?
0: So migrate to wealth. So I always say the greatest talent uh, always migrates to the greatest opportunity. So love you migrate to wealth. If you move towards opportunity, and that opportunity can be within the current location you are, or it can be yeah. around the world. Like we, you know, you look at the smart, driven, ambitious, talented people, and they are they are on the move. They are looking for those opportunities, right. and, th- and they're the type because of their core nature, they will take the risk to actually right. leave wherever they are, whatever they're doing, and go there.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting, Steve. You said that, and, and I, I hear that, and I know that, risk. Is migration, is there risk involved in migration? Or it's a, or, or there is the mental model shifting? Because you know, most of us, I migrated from India, now was that risky? It was risky, but it was not really risky because somebody else had already migrated from India, uh, right? Uh, kind of like uh, how do you how do you look at risk when you're looking at risk?
0: Well, there's different types of risk. So uh, there's the risk of the unknown. Like you're comfortable, true, you're where you are, true. You know you have your family true. around. You know how things operate. You you understand it. Uh, when you move to a new environment. New job or a new opportunity, or you branch off and start your own company. There's always all these unknowns, and unknowns tend to scare people. Uh, they True. are risks, so it's not yeah. just monetary risk.
1: Um, sometimes
0: it is, right? So if you have a job secured, migration, you know, to a new country is less risky. Or if you yeah. have a place at a, a prestigious university, you figure you're on a good track. Correct. Correct. Uh, but if you leave a great-paying job and branch off and start your own company, very risky, right? Both
1: yeah.
0: monetarily, but also you're venturing into territory. You just haven't been before. You don't completely understand. And, you know, I work with people like this all the time. Like a founder space is actually built its reputation off overseas founders. Yeah. So a lot of people don't understand this, but in Silicon Valley, where I'm from, I'm, you know, not far from San Francisco. Yeah. In Silicon Valley, uh, over half the entrepreneurs who found these amazing venture funded companies that you know become unicorns over half of them are from overseas that's true they're not american so yeah
1: that's
0: that's because we're a magnet for talent from all over the world silicon valley isn't uh i would say silicon you go around silicon valley which is my home basically and over half the people in every room you go to in every networking event or any corporation over half the people were not born in the united states definitely conglomeration of people from all over the world and they are all like you say they they the ones who are most successful have a certain mindset and it's usually a mindset where they are willing to take those bigger risks
1: it's got it you know i have i'm starting to call it and i don't know if it, it i hope it picks up eventually migrant thinking right i yes. think it's the it's the thinking of a it's it's a mindset of a migrant which is coming from they're they're ready to disrupt their current mental model to figure out what the, they have no idea what the new mental model is going to look like they have no idea there's an excitement but there's a fear there's a, there, there's love of the new opportunity but there's a concern of their safety and security and uh, when i say that not physical security but more about financial and there's no support system and everything else so like it's it's anything you want to do you know how carol dolt came about the mindset of fixed and the uh, fixed mindset and the growth mindset i really think the migrant thinking is more closer to the growth mindset than than any other way of looking because you're always shifting your reality and when your reality gets shifted when your comfort zone gets uh, gets altered and there's no foundation to depend on you get you get you become more open and you become uh, you become, you become...
0: To, um, migrants have had to you know immerse themselves in a whole new culture a whole new way of thinking that I... op- that process of literally just being a migrant opens up their mind and i've also noticed something else about migrants <laughs> and why america is you know america has been built on Im- immigrants <laughs> definitely <laughs> just, definitely you look at you know the number of um of industries that were basically Founded and grown by first generation immigrants and second generation immigrants, it's yeah. like most of our great companies, like the right. majority of our great companies, yeah. were were built by migrants. And the reason this is so important, uh, there's a couple things. One, uh, migrants had to go through this process where they, uh, first of all, there was a, a filtering process. Let's face Correct. it, you know there are billions of people in the world, but not billions of people migrate to the U.S. No. So you. So what you get is you get a filtering of the most persistent, ambitious uh, people who are really hungry to do something like they could do something back home, but they want to do something bigger. And so that filter, you're getting this this group of people entering the U.S. who are willing to take the risk, are hungry and are willing to put in the hard work, you know, the the huge number of hours it takes. To get to their goal, to get to their dream, and so uh, when you get migrants in the U.S., you're getting a very uh, select group of people actually, who yeah. are yeah, who are um, in a really interesting position. They have an interesting mindset because on one hand, migrants, migrants, uh, they want to change their life. They want to mm-hmm. fundamentally make their life better. That's why they're migrating. If they didn't, <laughs> if they were satisfied yeah. with what they had. Why migrate? Right? They don't need right? to, they don't need to. Yeah. unless you're starving. Right? You wouldn't migrate. But you know, right. if you're comfortable where you are, you, you know why not stay? So uh, that's one thing. When they get here, they're also immersed not just with uh, American culture, but with cultures from all over the world. Because like yeah. you know, all of our cities are melting pots of people and ideas, and so they're Correct. being challenged in all these different ways to think all these different ways, which is really important in the creative process and business forming process. And then number three, which I think is kind of really important. You know, Americans, the ones who are here, right? You wonder, like, how can half the, uh, you know, amazing tech startups out of Silicon Valley have have migrant founders, right? How is this possible? And well, a lot of people here get complacent, you know? <laughs> they're, they're they like, do, yeah. Here. They they kind of have expectations that they should be handed something. They yeah. don't. They don't think they should work as hard. Uh, my people come from overseas are not only willing to work. They're willing to work hard. They're willing to go through pain to get what they want. Uh, whereas a lot of uh, people born here, you know, they don't have. You know, some do right, but it's a lower percentage. So it's a much higher percentage. You know, it's actually the majority of migrants are yeah. willing willing to do that.
1: No, you're right. It's kind of like I, I see that. I see that in my life because I'm married to a first generation. I migrated, but uh, immigrated here about 23 years ago, and my wife and I were always having a conversation. She's like, "Why are you always looking for something new? Right? Kind of like right. something Why more challenging." I'm like, "I'm like, you know what? Kind of. It's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, so, what one way to look at this is: Am I ever going to be satisfied, um, or is the path? I'm, I think she's looking from a spiritual aspect of it. The fulfillment you're looking for, you're not going to find in outside, right? And I was I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I actually did. To your point, I didn't leave India to build a comfortable life. I built India to make something out of me, right? I I could. I had a very comfortable life there. I mean, I had somebody helping in the house chores. I didn't have to wash dishes. I don't have to drive my car. It was great. Life was great, and it would have become better as as I started to make money there. But something else drove me here, which was the the thrill of finding an opportunity and creating something,
0: right? No, I do want to challenging, challenging yourself. Challenging yourself. Can you do this? Can you be one of those people who makes it?
1: Correct, correct, correct. And I remember I, I started this podcast and back in October of last year, I, I was way beyond my comfort zone. Right? Someone I had never been and kind of like most of the audience know it, uh, at least uh, consistent listeners. I was not comfortable with how I sounded. It uh, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how good or bad. People kept telling me there's nothing wrong. I'm like, I am not comfortable, right? And I, the only way I could get beyond that, I'm like, when I left India, I couldn't even speak English. I understood English. I couldn't. I'm in a better spot 23 years from that time. So, you know what? Let's see. Let's see what happens. The curiosity fuels me. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to launch it. If one person listens it, it's done its job. Um, and then that's well, good. And of course-
0: you- you sound great. You have a great presence, a great man. Well, thank you. And I'm thank not just you, saying that. I mean, I think all your listeners know that. That's why they came in. No, thank it. you. And you do seem very comfortable. So you did overcome that. You know, we all, yeah. have, we all have these areas where we could improve. Um, Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people would say, oh, that's not me. I could never do a podcast. And they wouldn't do it
1: right now I, I think that that's the part now what happens there is though steve i want to talk to you about one thing i think we were talking about this off uh, off off air so let's take an example i'll take me as an example right um i come from india i went to the best colleges here i get to a company like google we use google as an example it's google is not the only company google is an example and google hires me and it pays me six seven eight hundred k a year eventually i get to that point now i'm very comfortable Uh, right at least financially i'm very comfortable i'm i'm at top one percent of the of the america at that point but i know i'm unhappy because uh now the the complacency that i left back home is again settling in right because i'm comfortable i'm getting up in the morning i get up at 10 or 11 in the morning i do my work in two three four hours because i'm smart Uh, and this is not just me this is a typical typical tech immigrant who is in most of these big companies is getting there where I'm like, I get fed at, at my office, I get my laundry done in my office, I have no issues in my life, right, financially. Uh, but there's something, something is blocking me. Something is preventing me to to move forward. What happens there? What happens there? Why did we become that way? And you're, I have my answer. I would love to, because you probably have a generalized answer because your sampling pool is much larger than, much larger larger than just looking at me. So why is that happening? Is it because we didn't think about what good life means to us? And all it meant was money. And now we have got the money. Um, and now we're thinking, oh, we got the money. We came here for money. We got it. So check the box. We won. And now this is, this is my new standard, which is just cruise. What yeah. happens there?
0: So I work with entrepreneurs all the time from all over, many of them, who have you know are immigrant op- entrepreneurs who are leaving companies like google right. like facebook like microsoft to actually start their they're taking a huge risk and i was mm-hmm. like, why would you leave a job like that it's so right dumb. that's kind of so, interesting yeah like, you're cruising there like in you know you know i wrote a book surviving a startup which is i called it surviving a startup because it's brutal like it's brutal it's, it is brutal so you're you're yeah. leaving a great job great paying to do something incredible where the odds are one in 10 that you will even survive. Right. And did you know, like only 1%, 1% of of startups become unicorns. So that, wow. yeah. And these are startups that actually get angel funding and get money. Not It's not right. telling all the people who just have ideas and try something. Correct. and then it, Correct, 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 like, correct, correct, correct. So 1% of those that actually raise money get to be unicorns. Your odds are low. Right. Yeah. And here you're sitting on a super cushy, you know, job where you don't even have to try to do well. Um, and you'll, and you, you know, you'll retire with more money than you could spend. Correct. So why, why would you leave this? Uh, the answer is, you know, we're on this, you know, who are we, right? We are what we do in our lifetime. Like, right. That is what we are. And if we are just doing the same thing and it's super easy and we don't feel like we're really, we don't, the thing is being alive, we never really know who we are fully, right? We are always in the process of discovering. And how do we discover who we are? Well, we discover who we are by what we do in this world, right? That we, and so we like think I may be capable of doing something more than I'm doing Uh now, but you'll never know unless you try. Like you will never, If you Hmm. don't try, you won't know. So if you sit at this job, yes, you're going to have a much bigger bank account for Mm -hmm. sure when you retire than you have now. But maybe you already have enough money now. (laughs) So what do you so you're going to spend the next 20 years of your life just riding it out until you're old and never discover who you really are or what you were capable of, what you could really do in this world. I think for a lot of people, especially ambitious people, uh that's not enough for them they you know you look at all the great people who make great change in this world like whether it's great social change uh whether it's they're writing books whether they are founding companies uh they are pushing themselves they are taking unnecessary risks right what is a necessary risk well necessary risk is you need to do this to survive you right. If you are Correct. already comfortable, Correct. you don't need to do it to survive. So every other risk you add on top of that is an unnecessary risk. Well, it may be unnecessary for you to survive, but it may be necessary in order for you to go on a journey and really figure out who you are, what you're capable of, and in the essence, create meaning in your life, right? We want to create meaning because at the end of the day, you, know, you can have an enormous bank account that you can leave behind when you die Like <laughs> your family your kids whatever yeah. but you know after a while you know how much money can give them and how much money is it even good to give somebody right <laughs> you know yeah you know, that's true should, your kids should earn their own money they should go on their yeah. own journey like so this is your chance to really do something in life um uh, and is what you want to say to yourself when you're older is, oh, I had a comfortable life or I had a life that was really meaningful, that was really challenging, where I really discovered and did so many things I didn't even think were possible. I would rather right. say the latter.
1: I I would completely agree. And, you know, of course, you're a writer, right? So you could see that the way I have never Heard anyone describe risk the way you describe necessary and unnecessary, right? And that I think sums a lot of it. Is and you going from me moving from India was not a necessary risk; it was an unnecessary yeah. risk. Right? Uh, people leaving Google, Microsoft, Airbnbs, and companies like that—it's not a necessary risk uh, because they could they could survive there and and be there for the rest of their lives, uh, performing at probably not at the best capacity, but even the sub, their sub, suboptimal is even higher um, than a standard uh, operations anyways. So there are, but the problem is, I think at that point what you're saying is right, What you're saying is who am I? Am I this person who's just getting up at 10 in the morning and lazing around working for three, four, five hours a day, which you're not even mentally engaged. You're not physically engaged, mentally engaged, emotionally engaged, spiritually you engaged.
0: Have, you don't have a lot at stake, right? You don't. Because you're not risking a lot. When you... And so it's, it's not really challenging you in the way when you have a lot at stake, you discover no. who you really are, you know, you discover, yeah. you know, you, when you're uh, making certain investments and that investment, you know, you look at the great entrepreneurs out there, like, you know, Phil Knight from Nike, you know, yeah. literally. There were so many times during Nike's, I don't know if there's a book called Shoe Dog, which is great for every-
1: Yeah, I just watched the documentary on air recently. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It was interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah, every time he'd risk it all. Like literally every month he would be pushing to grow his business and therefore he'd be, if he didn't make pay, you know, there was a good chance he wouldn't make payroll that month because because he kept pushing the growth. And you look at great entrepreneurs across the board, uh, they are doing that. Why are they doing it? They're not just doing it to grow a business. They are doing it because that's who they are. That's in the core of who they are. It's yeah. They live uh, to risk it. They they uh, wouldn't be who they are if they didn't take those risks.
1: So Steve, can we, can anyone become that person? Right. So I think there's one is uh, the, con- the conversation. I don't want to say, are they born that way or not? Of course, their life shaped them to that way. But is there a way if, if, uh, and this is not a knock on second, third generation Americans. It's not. But let's say, hypothetically, what we're saying is the first generation immigrants or the new immigrants are much more driven to challenge themselves.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said, it's a filtering process. Like, not filtering a, process. you know. You know, it's not like everybody from India came over here like you did. Right. Yep, you one nope. of, there's a, a, there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of people If they all came over. I don't think we'll have <laughs> enough place to live. So right, no. <laughs> but what I'm saying is
0: you are one of a select group of people, right? Self-selected. Yeah. You selected yourself <laughs> to come over here um, there, you know, because you had more of that mentality. Um, can anybody do it? Well, I write about this, too, uh, in my books because I think it's really important. It's not for everybody. There Mm. are certain people, you know, you have to know yourself. And part of this challenging yourself is knowing yourself. And a lot of people find out when they, let's say, step out of a comfortable comfortable job and they start up their company, it doesn't go well. And they figure out they find out actually being in a big corporation was better for me. You know, they because, you know, you may be very brilliant. You may be very talented, but you may not be good at managing. Correct. You may not be good at managing stress in your life. Right. You may right. have issues with your family, like you know other members of your family. You're not alone when you do these things. You know. Right. There, uh, certain people can handle high degrees of uncertainty much better than others. So, True. you True. really have to know: Am I a person who uh, needs stability? Uh, do if I am in an unstable position does it psychologically affect me in a very negative way if that's Mm -hmm. the case probably you know you shouldn't maximize your risk because you will find out that you aren't suitable for that other people can handle change in fact they love change they love the adrenaline of uncertainty they love not knowing what's coming next and having constantly new challenges those people with that mindset and that genetic makeup and you know that's who they are that's in their DNA um they are much better suited uh to take on challenges like being an entrepreneur like leaving a very comfy job so really it's Mm -hmm. it's understanding who you are where you're so it's Question of who you are DNA wise, like what you like, and then also what your talents are, right? Because yeah. you could be a really awesome coder, but you could be the most god awful manager of your own company. <laughs> I've, means, seen if, I've seen those people. I've seen those people. Which means that if you do a startup, you should be joining somebody else. Somebody else should correct. be CEO. You should, maybe correct. you correct. could be on the, the the technical side, but you really have to know where yeah. you fit in and where you can contribute the most. And a lot where all of us are to some degree a self delusional, like we believe we can do things that we can't because we want to believe that. But right. at a certain point, you, you it's really good to test yourself and find out what you're capable of. And like you said, a lot of us, there is room, there is flexibility. It's not like hard coded, you can, yeah. like you became better at doing podcasts. Now you're really good, definitely right? because you, yeah. t- you took that challenge. There are, um, you know, if we work at it, we can push our limits so it's we can like it's like sports like some people are born with the athletic uh, body yeah. like the, the they're the, the height the strength the dexterity yeah. of, uh, of uh, an nba star they're born with that but maybe they're lazy <laughs> they don't have the possible or, yeah you know, they aren't going to push themselves those people will never make it to the nba right other right. people maybe as determined as as you know anything but they're short <laughs> they're, yeah. they're you know they they, they they're just never going to be an nba star right they, true just don't true have the true build. and then there's this people like most of us who are in this gray area like yeah. we are neither like born to it nor <laughs> right it. but if we work extremely hard given the the abilities we have we have we'll that yeah we, we have a shot at making it and uh, that that um, that is the majority of people.
1: So, Steve, let's let's actually take it from a different side. Different side. So, um, do you have kids? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, let's take it from the kids' the kids aspect, right? Because I think part of that is your risk tolerance. As our risk tolerance as an adult gets shaped very early in our life, right? I mean, a child by default is born to take on risk because they're walking, they're falling. So they're comfortable taking the risk, right? It's not like they're saying, no, I'm going to fall, so I'm not going to walk. No child, at least I haven't encountered any child who doesn't do that. And no parent says, you're going to fall, so don't walk. Um, they're like, let them fall, but in a controlled manner so that they can continue walking. How can you, because the skills that we're talking about as an entrepreneur, as, an, as a migrant, as an, as an immigrant, these are all important skills in life. Even though you don't launch the next Airbnb or the Google or the Facebook of the world, those skills are going to make you a better human being, right? You're gonna be you're gonna be living a life on on your terms. You're doing things because you want to do it, not because somebody else is pushing it on you. Because most of us are living life of of lies. Uh, we're unhappy with the person we married to, with the company we're working in, but we are stuck in a societal construct. They were like, "This is our norm. This is it. Let me just accept it and move on, and then eventually die." Right? Uh, yeah. That's that's what kind of like. And I'm I'm generalizing and I'm abstracting. It's not that simple. But then, if you're if you're if you're thinking about these migrant thinking, these entrepreneurial thinking, the, the way they think, is there a way to transfer that to our kids? Uh, and I'm personally vested in it because I have a seven and nine year old daughter, two two daughters who are seven and nine year olds I'm like, okay, what can we do? What can we do as parents? To make sure that they're not—they're comfortable taking on challenges. They're comfortable taking on risk. They're okay failing, right? Uh, because those are some of the traits.
0: Yeah, it's really <clears throat> an interesting question. So, I, I want to go back to your first statement. You know, children—you know—they—they—they they, they walk because they, you know, because they aren't afraid. Uh, yeah. And they'll take that chance. It's actually not. It's not. As true as mm. you think it is. I had, and I'll tell you from personal, I have two kids. So one kid started walking right away, you know, right? He was just like up and walking. This the younger child, he scoot, figured out how not to walk. And he became <laughs> so good at scooting on his butt, like with his hands. Right. Like uh, a, yeah. Wee, at, at a certain point, <laughs> life, he would never walk. Like he this right. kid is just not. Their temperaments are very different One, mm. the older child is much more adventurous, much more willing to take risks. The younger child is, uh, not a, a born risk taker. So, mm. and he, you know, uh, it was just, and we could <clears throat> see that growing up from the time that they were walking. So like not every, you know, kids do learn to walk because it's more efficient right. at the end once right. they learn, but they don't do it at the same speed or in the same way. Mm. Um, human beings are the same way and and so when you look at your kids first of all you got to look at who they really are like we all want to mold our kids but the kids might not be like us. Like you came, you took the chance. You you know, your parents didn't force you to come here, hopefully. Nope. <laughs> nope. Economic situation, some people's economic, they have to come, they're political refugees, they're economic refugees, you know, whatever. They, they're they forced to come, you know, they're kids from Honduras who are fleeing, you know, horrible yeah. lives, who are forced to come. Those, you know, for them, it's much less risk coming here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you didn't, Correct. so you're very, you came of your own volition, your kids may not have that same DNA like they or well, not the same DNA. Well, they have a DNA, but it goes throughout your whole family Correct. history. Right. Your Correct. ancestry. Right. So they are not you. Um, and this is one thing you have to discover. I had, I look at my kids and I was like, I had to recognize early on. They are not me. Like I am, you know, a little crazier, a, a much bigger risk taker than yeah. either either of my children. And uh, this uh, so I think the most important thing you can do as a, and this is my firm belief as a parent is not to expect your kids to be like you, to be open to discovering who they are and to be open to giving them the choice to decide how they want to become and what they want to do with their lives. And it may be totally different than the choices you made. And that, and honestly, if you, support them and 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 try to understand them and let them do what they do uh you and them will be much happier <laughs> so, true you know, true because there are many ways to live our life right and you yeah. chose you and i chose very similar paths right and probably your listeners uh here are kind of more like us because that's Correct. why they're listening to them right but the uh average uh like so with my kids and and they they just got their first jobs so they are nice
1: congratulations
0: this you know i'm very ambitious i wanted them to do certain things and i always you know wanted them to seek out knowledge learn more yeah. challenge themselves more do more and i see it especially if have some of my good friends are you know immigrants and they are really pushing their kids you know right. <laughs> i have one right. who's like who like the question you just asked he lives with every day he's like i want my kids to challenge themselves i want them to do more i want them to you know uh you know and always pushing his kids um because that's his mindset um i i took a very different approach because at the end of the day uh i always think your kids will you know they may do stuff to please you but then it's not who they are right they're not doing it for themselves correct and i came to the, the the conclusion that my kids if they are going to take big risks they don't it and and challenge themselves and become something much bigger than they are they have to do that for themselves at the end of the day Correct. if they're doing Correct. it for somebody else it, they, at a certain point they're going to fail because they're it's true. not true to who they are or they're not going to be happy like they, yeah. they aren't discovering who they are and what they want to do with their life so i told them you know just do your best in school you know learn whatever you learn uh and uh whatever college you get into is fine like yeah i do not care and then and then i would tell them you know i kind of went off on my own weird journey like i i'm a big risk taker so i study electrical computer engineer i found out no, that's going to be a boring life. I don't want to just sit in an office, make, yeah. you know, working for a big corporation, being a, you know, computer engineer. And so I went to film and television for grad school. And then I worked in Sweet. Hollywood. Love it. And then I went to Japan to make games. And then I came back to Silicon Valley to launch my first game startup. And then I just, you know, I just kept going on all these crazy paths because that's me. Um, right. But, you know, I look at my kids and they're very, very different. Um they ended up doing really well, like really amazingly well. They went, you know, they went, ended up getting into top tier schools and then they got, you know, amazing jobs. Um, and you, I, but I purposely tr- had to try to restrain myself because right. I'm kind of like you, like I really wanted my kids to do more, but I found <laughs> when, when in restraining myself and just appreciating them and what they were doing, and the choices they were making uh, yeah. it made them so much happier and it made them secure. And I look at them now and they are so happy. Like they, that's all that matters.
1: Getting,
0: yeah. Like, like many of your listeners here, they ended up getting like high tech jobs, right? Well, it's right. because we're kind of in the high tech world and they have high tech parents. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely, they, and they're, they're earning great money. They haven't taken the leap yet to be entrepreneurs. I am not pushing them. Because this is, they have to. Watch their journey. It. Like, it's
1: their journey. Yeah. Their
0: journey. Um, yeah. and I didn't, I always, you know, valued education valued, uh, uh, told them that learning and hard work are the most important things. Right. But that's different than actually pushing them. Like, did you do this? Did you get an A? Did you get your homework? Correct. If you don't get it, you don't get in, into it, you know, an Ivy league school, you know, you're, you're doomed. If you put that, I think that's negative pressure. Uh, I think so
1: too. I think I agree. I agree, one hundred percent.
0: So that's my philosophy. Just that's my. No,
1: I think it's an it's an important philosophy, right? But I think in your in your point, what what you're doing is you're not pushing them to do anything, but you're you're living an you're you're an example for them, right? If this is how someone looks like if they take risk, Uh, if ever if ever they have to do that, they have a mental model now. But if I think the the thing is going to be what you, which which I agree with you, and I appreciate that because what you're not doing is you're not living an unhappy life. You found your happiness and your happiness in doing crazy things that you've done, which is perfectly fine for you. But it was done at on your own terms, right? I think that's what we're talking about. It's you figured out what works for you.
0: You know, my brother, my brother from the same genetic pool is exactly the opposite of me. wants zero risk in his life
1: he, right i think works, you took you took all the risk for the entire family man <laughs>
0: he, he works as a, as a coder for a large bank and literally yeah. wants his life the same every day he w- goes on the same vacations every year to the same places <laughs> wow man he does yeah. not want change he likes so my kids and my brothers doesn't have kids. So my kids are sort of, he's like the second father to them. So yeah. they have two examples. Like, they, they have made,
1: it's a great, it's a great.
0: It's actually made, amazing. Crazy risk and every year doing something new. And then they have my yeah. brother who literally <clears throat> doesn't want any change in his life. <laughs> Zero.
1: That is, so, that is so interesting, and, man. I mean, I think it's happy, an age, sorry, age, go ahead.
0: We're happy in different ways, right? So yeah, it's not it's not an age. It's like genetics. Literally, his genetics are somewhat different than mine. Um, and his risk tolerance is much, much lower than mine. Correct. Correct. And his ambitions <clears throat> are much, much lower than mine. But he is very happy with the choices he made for himself. See, and as I'm long
1: as he's scared. living that life, it took now if he was unhappy living that life. That's really where the concern starts to happen, right? That you're unhappy in the the person you are, the life you're living. There's something beyond that. And then how so, can you push yourself at that point?
0: Right. I think it's knowing you, who you are.
1: <clears throat> knowing who you, you are, yeah.
0: What makes you happy in your life. And uh, everybody has to know these things. And I think... Uh, Kids need to discover what makes them happy, not what makes their parents happy.
1: <laughs> so, Steve, let's talk. Let's talk about that. That's a very important. Yeah. And and I don't I don't know if you I, you don't know that part of my life. I actually lived with monks in India for about th- two and a half years. Really, trying oh, to trying to rediscover myself, wow. right? Trying to find me who I am. But not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone's going to do that. You're That's not for everyone. In many ways. I'm just like you in that regard, just crazy stuff. What's the next, I think I get up in the morning, what's what's the crazy I can do today? How much crazier can I be today? Exactly. Which is is what I love. I've changed 25 addresses in the 23 years I've lived in this country. So I like change um, inherently. So I think where I was going with that was uh, self-awareness is key, right? Because self-awareness is the most important thing for you want to be adventurous or not. How do you become self-aware? How do you, be, how yeah. do you, do you have any thoughts and recommendations on, because even your entrepreneurs that you're working with, starting anything is very simple, right? I could start a new company tomorrow. That's not a hard part. The hardest part is sticking with it and seeing it through, at least to the extent where your idea, you still believe in the idea, right? You still believe in yourself. How, how do you work on the self-awareness
0: piece? So self-awareness takes time. Uh, self-awareness takes work. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't become self-aware just by just by doing the same thing over and over. Right. You become self-aware by actually analyzing the decisions you make mm-hmm. and trying to really figure out why <laughs> you made those decisions. And uh, for a lot of people, uh, self—you know—we're all on this journey in life. We're all self-aware to a certain degree. Some people are much more aware of of in an accurate way of why they're making the decisions they make. So all of us tell ourselves a narrative. We tell ourselves a story in our head, a story Mm -hmm. about who we are, what our life means, why we make these decisions. Often those stories aren't entirely true because the stories themselves are uh, a lot of times built to defend us from right. d- discovering things about us that we don't want to know yeah yeah, you know there there are truths about ourselves often <clears throat> about our lives that we don't want to admit yeah um, because we don't have the framework to process them like Correct. to admit our own weaknesses to admit our own uh uh things about ourselves that are unpleasant um yeah. and in the and, and to admit things about the world that are unpleasant or scary, or you know, not the way we want them to be. So uh, this, it's, what you asked, is an extremely difficult question to answer, and there are many paths to doing it. Like you went and and lived with monks, right, and and discovered a, probably a part of yourself or pieces yeah. of yourself that you would have never discovered without that experience. Correct. Um, so th- just the fact that you did that makes you more self-aware and, and what the, you know, there's so many great things from Hinduism, from Buddhism, from all the world's religions, you know, that can teach us. There are things from psychology that can, that can teach us. And there are things from our own experience and relationship to other people that can teach us. So one of the, one of the things that I do know is that we only know ourselves. Uh, this is my belief. Uh, And it may not correspond to other people, but this, we only know ourselves as the reflections of ourselves in the world around us. And by the reflections of ourselves in the world around us, I mean, uh, when we interact with other people, how they react to us is how we affirm or who we are, right. Or who, Mm. who we think we are, or we're challenged. So by the release, a lot of people block off relationships, whether it's relationships with a loved one. Uh, they refuse to talk about certain things because they don't want to know those things. They don't really want to go there, right? Um, They don't want to go to painful parts of their past, painful things about uh, the world or their relationship with other people. But that is how we discover who we are, by going to those places and really honestly talking with people, honestly listening to what they're saying to us. Not mm-hmm. filtering. We all have our biases. We're always right. filtering all the information that comes in with our life experience to honestly go out there and and actually analyze what we've done, what it means uh, what, uh, what it really says about us. And this can be through things through starting a new company, like we're talking about branching off and being an entrepreneur. It can be even things in your current job. You don't have to leave your job to discover much more about yourself. It's definitely things about how you interact with your kids, how you interact with your spouse, how you interact with your parents and your closest friends. Do you really go deep with them? Most people don't. They're just doing surface level talk. Like, can you go deeper? Can you really, go to your spouse or your parents and ask them, who do you think I really am? How would you describe me? What, what do you think are my weaknesses? What do you think are my strengths? Be and be honest with me. Don't sugarcoat it. I want to know uh, to go to live with monks and see how they go through meditation, meditation, clearing your mind, uh, yeah. go to therapy, right? Go to, th- uh, uh, You can do therapy in many different ways. You can go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist and, and all, you know, traditional therapy, you know, would be, uh, having talking about yourself, right? You learn a lot, uh, just talking to yourself, right? What are those conversations sometimes, but talking to yourself in front of somebody else, you will say other things, especially if they ask you hard questions about that you wouldn't ask yourself. Um, so a lot of people learn a, there's so many different ways t- and people are not one thing like you're the, the thing is, and maybe talking too long, but all of us uh, are filled with contradictions like pe- right. pe- we like to simplify ourselves, but humans are incredibly complex and True. we. Uh, We have good pieces about us. We have bad pieces about us. We have uh, altruistic pieces and really giving pieces. We have selfish pieces. We, one person, we are not black or white. We are a mixture of all these different Right. Uh, emotions and things in different situations bring out different things in us. And this is really important to understand if you're going to understand yourself. If you try to simplify yourself too much, you are just living in a, a delusion <laughs> that you are creating. Sometimes these can be very positive. Right. Right. Uh, right. You know, a lot of the best entrepreneurs, they say, are overly <clears> optimistic. <throat> They believe in yeah. themselves so much that it's unrealistic. But because they do, they're able to do things they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So right. uh, necessarily knowing who you really are uh, doesn't always get you what you really want, <laughs> unless what you yeah. really want is to know who you really are.
1: <laughs> no, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, and and you were not talking too much. I think it's all it's all relevant. I think it's it's yeah. really. I think most, I remember me as, as a young person, uh, I'm, I'm getting older, definitely, but yeah. I somebody asked me once, uh, a great, great mentor of mine, he's like, why don't you do introspection? He said, because I won't like the answers. Yeah, right? exactly. And I only I, I know it. I don't like those answers, so why would I ask the question that I don't like the answers? It was I, At that time, I do not even think I knew what I was saying. I genuinely didn't. Um, but I think as life has happened, it's the, the wisdom of life is in those questions, right? Yeah. Uh, and when you ask that question to, I'll just repeat what you just said, basically said is look for feedback, honest feedback. The problem is we have built a life, most of us have built a life around us where we don't give the space for honest feedback. Because when somebody gives an, either they don't know how to give feedback, possible. But I think the bigger problem is we don't know how to receive feedback. Yeah, uh, Because an it doesn't matter how they give the feedback It's are we receiving it in a way that the person opens up and tells you the truth? Because if you're going to lash out on them after the first statement they say, this is wrong with you, Uh, of course, that's not the right way to give the feedback, but that's okay. But at least they're opening up, and if their first reaction is, I hate you, and you run away from that room, uh, because how dare you say that about me? Uh, And you become defensive. The whole whole beauty of that question is gone.
0: Yeah, and what you have to understand is you know, what they're saying may be really hurtful to you um, if they're in, in any way critical, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're asking for <clears> honest <throat> feedback, we're probably just not asking them to say, we're the greatest person in the world. Correct. They love everything about us. You know, Correct. this isn't what we're asking. We're asking them to say, are there areas I could improve? Are there right. things about me, uh, you know, our relationship that you think could be better? Um, yeah. And if we're asking that, uh, it could, they're, we have to look beyond how they say it to what they're trying to get trying to say. So yeah. they may be saying things that are hurtful. They may even be saying it the, in the wrong way. Like there's a problem with you. You know, this, this yeah. what you do drives, you know, I don't think it's very considered or very, you know. Correct. Uh, you know, it's really annoying. They could be saying it in that way. But we have to say, well, why are they saying it? Well, they're saying it, one, because I asked it. And number two, they're saying it because they want a better relationship. They want because a better relationship, they yeah. Want our relationship to change and become better. Otherwise, they wouldn't even be with me, right? They just correct, right? They wouldn't be sitting here with me having even this conversation or even when they're mad, yelling at me when people are yelling at you. What they're telling you is that they are invested in this relationship and they want it to change Um, and they want it to become better. And in order for us as human beings uh, to have those better relationships, we have to listen. We can't shut those yeah. conversations down. If we shut them down, if we cut off, you know, as soon as they get difficult, we cut them off. We are never giving our chance self a chance to have a better relationship with that person. Correct. And it's sad. Right. Um, it but a yeah. lot of us do that yeah. because we're defending ourselves. Right. <laughs> we
1: feel, Correct. We, Correct. Feel Correct. We, have,
0: we feel we're we can't we're vulnerable and we have to defend ourselves.
1: Wow. Steve, essence, this is why. Like...
0: Yeah. In essence, we're too weak. Like we're too, we are all of us are, yeah, Yeah, all of us are. And so what we have to understand is that being able to take this criticism and being able to look at it from a different perspective and then being able to actually act upon it is strength. It's not weakness, right? It's strength. And uh, it's hard to get there. It's hard for all of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Steve, this is why I love podcasting, man. Uh, where else will I have this conversation? <laughs> I'm glad I made you love podcasting. <laughs> no, this is, this is amazing, man. This is amazing. There's a lot of, uh, the, I would call it wisdom and, and, and make it cliche. I think it's a lot of life experiences, right? And everyone has their own perspective. Everyone has their own. This is where the podcasting is great because you get to hear multiple perspectives and, yeah, and no and one's perspective it. is I right.
0: I wouldn't be talking about this if it weren't for you. Because you're, you know, it's our conversation, right? It's like our conversation, talk, correct. Like usually on my podcast, I'm talking about how to become an entrepreneur. How do you raise right. capital? How do you, you know, right. do all these practical things? You're asking me more philosophical questions, which I love, by the way. Um, because that's who you and- are,
1: right? As a founder, people yeah. can teach you how to raise capital. No one's going to tell you how to become a better founder. Uh,
0: yes.
1: And that's all in the mindset.
0: It's all in the mindset. And like you, I'm a a person who lives to discover, to learn, to grow. And it isn't just about getting more money. There's lots of ways to get more money. Correct. Uh,
1: Easier ways to get more money.
0: (laughs) Yes. And and it's fine. I want to, you know, be financially successful. But to me, that isn't the end goal. And that's not what makes a happy life.
1: Yeah. Well, Steve, we can talk. It seems like you and I can <laughs> riff, rap on this for the entire life, uh, but I want to respect for the time and also the duration of the episode so people can derive value from that. I really, really appreciate your conversation and your time there. Uh, let's end the show with two questions. The first question is, I know you've lived a very rich life and amazing experiences, All up, not all ups, some down, some ups, um, the normal normality of the life, but what would be one insight you would give to your 20-year-old self if you were to go back? Like your kids probably are in their 20s right now, early 20s, if they just found the job. Um, what What's one insight you'll share with them if they listen to you?
0: So the, the one insight would be everything you think is a big problem in your 20s, I can guarantee you will look back and yeah. you won't. You know most of the stuff we get all worked up about we're all stressed about we don't even remember a year later let right. alone 20 years later like we just don't yeah. even have any concept that that was an issue for us so uh to everybody uh to everybody you know whenever you're getting stressed whenever you know you think it's the end of the world i guarantee you it's not <laughs> Right. yeah
1: more than likely yeah
0: well right. and if it is it, it's the end of the world there's nothing you can do about it right the world's over but so that's true if you're if you're not facing imminent death you and your family members uh remember you're gonna bounce back from this it's going to be fine uh, that's what I would have told myself because I think I put myself through a lot more anxiety than I had mm-hmm. to go through
1: uh no I, th- I think it's well said most of us do right um, yeah. because uh, it's kind of like funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, or maybe day before. I can't remember when I was talking to. It's another podcast episode where it's the dichotomy we live in. We all think in our twenties we have a long life, but somehow yep. the problems have to be resolved like today, uh, <laughs> right? We think we're immortal and we'll never die, but yep. oh my god, my life's gonna end if this doesn't happen in my life. Right, uh, it's right, kind right, of like this dichotomy, I'm not which is interesting. am right. I successful. Am i not my first job. I'm not making 150K. I'm a yeah. failure, right? Exactly. Uh, whatever that amount is. Uh, so that's interesting. Now, the second question is, which is a little bit broader perspective, uh, Steve. What's, what's your one wish and desire for humanity to migrate towards in the next few years?
0: So we're at a very interesting <clears throat> point uh, I write a lot about this, um, uh, you know, in, I did a book on AI called The Five Forces. And uh, I think uh, we have to understand, uh, especially with artificial intelligence um, and humanity itself, uh, these machines, AI is now capable of understanding who we really are, what our motivations are, mm. why we act better than we can. Because like mm. I said, we're delusional and it's looking at real right. data, right? right? And it has algorithms that are pattern matching machines, just like our brains. And it's look, so AI can start to predict what we will do better than we can. AI can start to make decisions better than we can because of process vastly more data. Uh, we have to figure out what is the right way to use these machines to enhance our lives, Right. Uh, and what is the wrong way? Uh, Do we want to delegate, and I can do a whole nother talk on this, all of our decision making to these ultra smart machines, which is the direction we're headed, Mm -hmm. or how can we make decisions with them that are truly better for us without them becoming a crutch? Um, And also, how can we build machines that are truly empathetic uh, to human needs, human suffering, Uh, Is this even possible? These are the great challenges we face as humanity. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can help us create more great content by subscribing and sharing. Also, if you want to access our online startup program, our investor network, and our entrepreneur resources, just come to founderspace.com